Welcome, welcome, or should I say ho, 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 Christmas cousins. I'm Cousin Chad. And I'm Cousin Seth. And Cousin Seth, we again have a very special guest, an honorary cousin, if you will, here for the third time, which is a Christmas Cousins record. He, of course, gets Mm -hmm. the Golden Christmas Cousins Award for that. (laughs) It is Joe, the Christmas aficionado. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Thanks for having me. Uh, third Welcome time. Uh, I've, you know, Seth offered to put me up in his house as one of his rooms. So <laughs> of course, just thought I'd take advantage of that. <laughs> yes. That's the least mm-hmm. we could do. I could do. <laughs> he won't even know you're there. He won't even know what <laughs> wing you're in. Am I right, audience? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, this, this show, the Christmas Cousins podcast itself, all came about because I, Cousin Chad, love the holidays, love all things seasonal, was talking to my dear cousin Seth, uh, and we I found out that he does not celebrate so much all the day-to-day activities. Sure, he'll do things for the holiday itself, but he would just go about the holiday meandering about not fully partaking. And I said, cousin Seth, and I said, we've got to do this journey on this podcast, take you through the seasons, all the fun, all the movies, the songs, the treats, everything, and just follow along with your journey. Cousin Seth, again, in a moment of non-clarity, said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sure. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Much like a get out. Yeah, he's been very busy. And now we've been inviting some friends on the show to join us who know a lot more than we do about a lot of this stuff. And today we have Joe, the Christmas aficionado. And Joe is, as we've said before, a true connoisseur with all things festive and pop culture related. Check out his YouTube channel. It is all types of in-depth discussions on Christmas movies and TV, spanning everything from feature films to TV specials, trope counts, and even the delightful Hallmark films, which all the new ones start this Friday. I know we're very excited, and Seth, they're going to be very busy. So, Joe, (laughs) welcome again. Officially, welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Thank you, of course. The live studio audience loves you, Joe. You're a big, a big crowd favorite. It's uh, every time you're on. Well, I'm very happy. They weren't here last time I was here. I didn't have any crowds, so this is this is actually very interesting to have a crowd watch us. Yeah, they become big Seth fans. So every time we're doing an episode, we only have a limited run of a hundred tickets, and they are waiting outside. It's wild out there, actually. Uh, Seth, I can probably open the door. And we could take a listen to what's going on out there. Yeah, I think so. Let's see if there's a a crowd out there still. Hang on. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to close the closing the door. What the was going on there, Seth? It's right. And they brought the marching band. (laughs) Oh, they did. I know. There's a whole marching band, Joe. It's a wild. It's become like a Jimmy Buffett tailgate out there. It's craziness whenever <laughs> Seth's in town. So anyway, we do need to get into the show. But Joe, once they hear that helicopter and know Seth is flying in, it's Taking just off the good times. <laughs> that's, off that's the good times. No offense, but that sounds like a really tiny helicopter. <laughs> that, that's his spare. That's his spare helicopter. Yes. It's a helicopter yeah. in my helicopter. <laughs> exactly. That's the one that takes off from the back of the yacht. It's not that big of a thing. So anyway, but we are not here to just talk about Seth's immense immense wealth and wealth and riches, although we do have a cousin Seth dating game slotted for around Valentine's Day. That is going to be fun. Uh, so definitely if you're interested or know someone who's interested in the Chicago area, 
let us know mm-hmm. at Christmas Cousins Pod on Instagram or Facebook or Christmas Cousins Pod at gmail.com or just give us feedback on what are you guys doing and chat enough with the sound effects. So that <laughs> might happen too. So Joe said, hey, hey guys, hey cousins, why don't we check out the Brady Bunch Christmas episode called The Voice of Christmas Season 1, Episode 12. And this one was quite interesting. Should we, Joe, go through a little synopsis? Sure. Do you want me to do it or are you going to do it? I think so. You're kind of the master of the, the one-minute rundowns. <laughs> yep. So um, the Brady Bunch are celebrating their first Christmas together as a family. As you know, You know, Mike and Carol get uh, got married in the uh, first episode. Um, they each had three kids. Now they're a combined family. So celebrating Christmas for the first time together. Uh, unfortunately, Carol loses her voice and is unable to sing uh, at church. Um, this is the first time we ever hear they ever go to church, but that's, that's <laughs> a different story. Um, and so they try to figure out how to get her voice back. Alice has a remedy. The kids prepare for Christmas. Um, you know, Cindy goes and asks Santa to bring, uh, Carol's voice back before Christmas. And he says, you will, you sure got it. You can have it. Um, and then, uh, all the kids are depressed because their mom can't sing on Christmas day. Um, but miraculously, uh, on Christmas morning, she wakes up humming and she has her voice back and they all go to church and we learn that, you know, miracles do happen. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you summed that up beautifully at uh, 22 minutes in like a minute or so. So succinct. Thank you. I just did that off the off the, uh, without even reading anything. <laughs> Really? Wow. Even, I've, even that's how the, I've, I've seen this one so many times. I could tell you, you know, I could probably quote most of it. So, yeah, you even included uh, just a little of the backstory, the Brady Bunch themselves, which the funny enough, I thought everybody knew who the Brady Bunch were still to this day. But neither of my kids knew who they were, knew the theme song, anything. I was shocked. I thought it had more. What about you, Seth? Did your son know? Yeah, no, completely oblivious. And it was just wow. I mean, the blended family concept wasn't that foreign, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, there was, um, he was like, wait, okay. Yeah, just, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of dated things. Well, I'm such a huge fan of the Brady Bunch. And I think I talked about this on the first time that I was on, on your podcast is that I was a huge Brady Bunch fan and discovered this episode. And that's kind of what led me to loving Christmas TV shows so much. This specific episode. This specific episode. This is the one that I've discovered that I didn't know existed. Again, it was the 80s. You don't know. You didn't know what how many episodes a season or seasons a show would have. And this was just one of them that came up. And I introduced this show to my daughter uh, really young and she likes it and she loves the Brady Bunch and she would watch it with me. She's a teenager now and doesn't like anything that I like. So (laughs) that's that's a different story. But um, yeah, no, the Brady Bunch was always my one of my favorite shows. It still is. I've seen every episode probably a dozen times, maybe more. Um, And uh, so this episode of the Christmas episode is one of my favorite ones of all time. And as an aside, non-Christmas or any episode related, Joe, what is your, because I do have an all-time favorite, Seth, you could probably guess which one it is of the Brady Bunch. Joe, what, what is your all-time favorite? Oh man, I didn't even think of, you. okay. <laughs> Seth, can you, um, do you know the Brady Bunch, Seth? Can you guess I what mine do. is while Joe's I'm thinking? Trying, uh, what, uh, once I say it's obvious. 
Is it the episode where they go to Hawaii and he <laughs> yes, surfs exactly. and he gets that little medallion thing? <laughs> the tiki necklace, yes. I yeah. think I think I, I love all the they did they did three different destination ones where mm-hmm. then they went to Hawaii, they went to the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. But I think <laughs> the one that I really like the most is they go to an amusement park in Ohio. Okay. Uh, and I think that is probably my favorite episode. It's called the Cincinnati Kids. And, uh, yeah, they go to an amusement park. Um, Mike has worked there where, uh, he's going to be designing a new wing of the amusement park. And so mm-hmm. he takes his plans, um, and in these like yellow, uh, poster cases and Jan borrows one to oh, put her oh, I do Yogi bear poster into it. And then the plans get lost and the whole Brady bunch cast has to run around the park looking for them. And then when they find them, they all have to get them back to uh the main office before they before the end of the day and uh yeah it's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite Oops, episodes sorry. <laughs> sorry i did not mean to hit that <laughs> but uh that, that i love that one and i do love the hawaii ones the three-parter yes. uh series where the where greg goes surfing and he loses he uh, crashes into the uh the reef uh while he's he's uh, that actually happened that's uh it, I, I probably know too much about the Brady Bunch, but that scene where uh, where Greg Barry Williams, the actor, actually did fall onto that reef that was not really? staged. Yeah, and they oh. it was he didn't get hurt. He got scraped up and stuff, but he didn't get really hurt. Uh, and it worked so well, they never did the scene with the stunt double. Uh, oh so wow! That, yeah. I'm going to go mm-hmm. back and watch that. And that was <laughs> yeah. a three parter. And the Grand Canyon one was a two or three parter as well, right? It's they go to the parter. ghost town, mm-hmm. right? At yes. some point, mm-hmm. yes. They go to the yeah. ghost town, and then they get lost in the second episode, and then the third episode, uh, the Native Americans who uh, live in that area uh, proclaim the Brady Bunch and give them all Indian names. Oh wow! I have we go back. I did and- not see that one. <laughs> We'll have to cover that in the off season, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, when Seth visited me last, he left here a Grand Canyon shirt that I still have. And I sent him a picture of it yesterday. So I have something to wear for the Grand Canyon episode too. Now, Seth, is it if, is it true? In fact, you're looking at buying parts of the Grand Canyon to develop into condos? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, so much red tape. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. It's like, I want it going over the canyon. I don't want it in the canyon or by the canyon. <laughs> right. Fill it up with water for a new swimming pool. That's how right. he does it. Yeah. Like, what are you guys worried about? The water is going to continue to recede and get lower and lower. It's not going to go back up to its original. <laughs> so so stop many complaining, issues. everybody. I know. Right. I know. I feel bad for you, Seth. Well, so the, okay. So your 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 favorite is the Cincinnati one, Seth. Do you have a favorite? Do you have any recollection of these, or is it just I... going to be last night's episode because you just saw it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, everything's fuzzy up until this episode for some odd reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's no, I... the one with Mayor Quimby. He gets them confused, Joe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, they're the ones. They're the ones in the van with the A on the side. Right? <laughs> um, you know, I. Hands down, I have to say. So we were on a family cruise. Uh, of course you were. Was, yes. And when I say a family cruise, like, does anybody <laughs> want to go boating this weekend or yachting? Um, no, we were for, um, I want to say it was like our grandparents' 
40th or 50th wedding anniversary oh, or something like that. the one I was that. on too. Yeah, I was yeah. there too. Their yeah. 50th, yeah. Their, oh and, yeah, so uh, Joe, they took our full family on a cruise to Bermuda for their 50th anniversary, our grandparents. So that's what Cousin Seth is referencing. Okay, right. <laughs> so Seth, it was awesome. Seth still bankrolled it all though. The rest of us were just normal people. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Go on. <laughs> so uh, I guess it was, um, I don't know, right around when they came out, but it was the Brady Bunch movie. Um, yes. not, not that there was a very Brady Christmas, which is the movie or the, uh, the Christmas one, but there was a regular movie. Um, and it was showing, it was playing in the room. My cousin, Ashley and I, I think we must've watched it like 35 times, <laughs> like just over and over. I don't, it was like, yeah, it was just really crazy people sitting there, like ordering food to the room and watching this over and over. But wow. yeah, it's, I love that movie, but that, yeah, it's obviously a little more uh, contemporary and stuff. And uh, that, that was basically, yeah, that was the remake uh, from 1994 where they had made a movie about the Brady Bunch and sort of parodied that they live in the seventies while everyone still lives in the nineties in the real world. Yeah. It's actually an excellent movie. The disturbing thing was that Joe, one night we're all at dinner on the cruise, everybody. And they go, where is Seth? We're waiting for him. As you know, he's very punctual. So they said, run down to the room and find Seth. And before I got to the room, all I heard from inside the room was Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's it. No explanation. Uh -oh. Yeah. So I don't know. But we got him to dinner. That's all. It was very uh, interesting. I was losing yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah. But that movie actually was hilarious, the way they parodied it and uh, still held true to it, but they were like stuck in time. I need to go back and watch that. And there's actually two sequels to that. If, if oh, yeah, you that's know. right. There are. Yeah. And now, okay. yeah. Okay. We'll have, we'll have to, well, we're busy now. I think the, yeah. the movies, yeah. Okay. But how about we get into the actual episode uh, the Brady Bunch <laughs> Voice of Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. One thing about the Brady Bunch that I realized, just a quick sidebar from my crack research, the series ran for five seasons. There were 117 episodes originally airing on Fridays at 8 p.m., except season two aired at 7.30 p.m., which I found was interesting, like 7.30 primetime. But here's what struck me, because to us growing up, 80s and 90s, the Brady Bunch was such a big thing in the American zeitgeist that you thought it was this huge hit, or at least I did. But the Brady Bunch received mainly negative reviews and never broke into the Nielsen Top 30. Yep. Really? How did that even happen? What are the 30 yeah. shows? They're only like three channels. Syndication, <laughs> right. is what, syndication is how people found it. Um, wow. It was, I mean, it was, I'm sure today, if they got the numbers that, you know, they got back then, this would be the, a massive hit today. But right. back then it was, it was not, it was not a big hit at all. Um, in fact, they were on the verge of cancellation. Um, with and ex with the exception that when this episode aired, they actually got really really great weight ratings, and they said, oh. "All right, we'll renew it for another thirteen episodes for season one." And so that this episode is what actually saved the Brady Bunch from uh, probably being canceled and never seen again. Wow. Oh. Oh, that's a, that's a great fact. I know, okay, so I know too much about the Brady Bunch, <laughs> or maybe you know just enough for this show because Probably, that was great, yeah. mm -hmm. and that was a Christmas miracle of itself. Then saved by the Christmas miracle episode. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. We start right away, yeah. and I, I I like it off the bat. Now I don't know if anybody saw the Instagram story. I did a whole thing for this. I set a fire. Mm -hmm. I had my cozy socks on. I had some <laughs> folly tea going. It was a lot of fun. So I was like, I'm I'm all in for this. These are going to be some 22 minutes where I'm completely avoiding the outside world, which seems like a great idea these days, and focusing on just this. Uh, and it kicks off right away. Alice and Mike, Alice, of course, the housekeeper, who I looked up, she's in her 40s at the time. And growing up, I could have sworn she was in her 
60s or 70s. You know, as yeah. a kid, you don't know. And <laughs> the hairstyle and everything. But they're wrapping gifts. And Mike is wearing the greatest red Christmas cardigan I've ever seen. If anybody knows where to get it, send us a link because I want one for every podcast. With the big but, puffy sleeves. and <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I love that thing. But they're trying to figure out uh, how Mrs. Brady handles everything. Mike's finger gets stuck in the gift. And then they find out that Mrs. Brady lost her voice. And this is the crux of the show, right, guys? Correct. Yep. Yeah. This, is, this is where we learn the the, the awful thing that just happened. Uh, laryngitis. And, and, and it's funny because they're trying to figure out what it is and more about it. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to Google symptoms, you know, and, and rxmd.com or whatever the website is, but they have nothing. So they're, they have to like go to a doctor and find it, figure it all out. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and they're like, but we find out, okay, she lost her voice, but there's the big Christmas service coming up. Uh-oh. That's right, uh oh. That must have that been Peter. Uh-oh worthy. <laughs> yes, I think so. And um, and she needs to get her voice back. So mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? So what happens next is interesting. They're trying all different remedies, basically. She's trying to steam her voice, right? Like she has her head mm-hmm. under a blanket. That thing yeah. looked nice for like winter allergies. I was thinking mm-hmm. of trying that myself. Uh, but she has full on laryngitis and she cannot talk. Now, Joe and Seth, you must have gotten a kick out of the scene with the Christmas tree. If you want to explain that a little bit, they're trying to bring that well, through the door. I think before we, we get too far. Okay. I, I'm. Yeah, where did you guys watch this episode on? It was actually on Prime. Par- okay. Okay. Yeah. On yeah. Prime? It was so on Prime, yeah. There, I, I don't know what version is on Prime because there are a lot of episodes that have been, like the full episodes are on the DVDs, which is what okay. I have, um, uncut. But unfortunately, for some reason, Paramount on streaming and stuff doesn't puts certain episodes up online where it's like they're not quite the the full episodes. So they'll be like the ones either they should on TV or have certain scenes cut out of them. Oh. So I, I, I don't know if you skipped over it or not, but there's mm-hmm. a really, really there's a there's a sequence that's right before they go to uh, the Christmas tree when they're going to let that that Christmas tree in and he goes he she has a like the 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 towel over her head okay mr brady says he says get under your teepee pocahontas i don't know if you heard that one or not and it's just a little bit (laughs) and then what makes it worse is they have Mm -hmm. this christmas music that starts playing but Mm -hmm. also uh, in a combination with the the, the, is indian drum sound oh no It's a little bit. It's obviously it's very dated. It's nineteen sixty-eight that this or sixty-nine that this episode was made, Um, and I don't know if you heard that or not. But that always, unfortunately, that's like one of the things where it's just like, ooh, that doesn't age very well. Yeah, (laughs) Seth, did you hear that on yours? I think they. I don't think I did. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think they edited that out. I I figured if they're going to cut stuff, that's going to be cut from the streaming version. But on the oh, DVD versions, you can you it's 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 right there. And he calls her Pocahontas, and she puts her towel over her head. And as he's walking away, she sticks her tongue out at him. I saw and, that. Yeah, yeah. She, she did okay. stick her so, tongue out. I, I wonder if I missed it or if they. I'm interested if they cut that out. Yeah, but I don't yeah, remember. That. You should have to go I back and he, revisit it. He did tell her, go get your head, you know, put your head back under there. So maybe that's an alternate version that they used because they did say that. And I was mm-hmm. like, Mike, don't tell Carol what to do. So, yeah, but I, he's a <laughs> pushy fellow. That's an anger issue. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's interesting. Wow. All right. So, and yeah, some things you watch back that seemed innocent and fun back then just do have a different uh, um, veil that we look at them through or lens that we mm-hmm. see them through these days. So interesting. But so now the boys are bringing in the trade. Did you hear something, Seth? Oh, I was just uh, <laughs> breathing. In the beginning, what's that? You were just breathing? <laughs> yeah. Like, did I really focus when I breathe? Um, I don't know if your version was in color as well, but I thought that was kind of funny at the intro. Um, it said, you know, Brady Bunch, Voice of Christmas, in color. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, Joe, yeah. there's so no we're... bragging that he has a color TV. I mean, you know, it gets <laughs> yeah. annoying sometimes. That wasn't the point. <laughs> Seth, yes, you have a color TV. We get it. No, mine wasn't in color. It was black and white. <laughs> and it was a gigantic box. And after it was the Ed Sullivan show. I'm a little behind on cable but was yours a talkie too <laughs> <laughs> yes that was it now so um that well i did see that and that was an interesting thing now in color it was 1969 <laughs> didn't you think everything i guess it wasn't everything in color no, by that. everything everything had just started changing um you know and uh I, there's a number of things i could tell you about the brady bunch that made it it was big and different one of the biggest things is that mike and carol actually share a bed this was right, the first right. time that you ever saw that on a TV show. Um, before that, everybody always had single beds in their bedrooms. Oh, wait, did they? Oh, I thought they stayed. Yeah. Carol and Mike had separate beds. No, no, they were in one they when they shared, wake up at the end. Bed. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and there's no toilet in the bathroom <sighs> because that would have really? deemed inappropriate. Yeah. So the Brady Bunch can't pee. No toilet. <laughs> there's no toilet in the. Yeah. If you look, I mean, there's, I don't think there's a scene in the bathroom, but uh, yeah. And that was the one they had, they, they were told to remove the toilet because that was obscene. So uh, there is oh. no toilet. And yeah. That just blew my mind right there. That's wild. <laughs> they, they, totally I mean, different reasoning to... than the, uh, the Barbie movie. It's because they don't have any genitals. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That's interesting. So, okay. No, you couldn't even show. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The public couldn't handle a bathroom at that point. They couldn't handle a bathroom, right. but Mike and Carol could sleep in the same bed together. So Right. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Never never picked up on that. Now I want to go back and watch that too. A lot of things going on in this show that we totally missed. Well, that's why you're here, Joe. Well, I'm <laughs> I guess I'm the Brady aficionado as well. <laughs> exactly. You are. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone uses that, you have to send Joe a couple bucks. So sounds good. Yeah. So here we go. So now the boys are bringing the Christmas tree through the door and it's kind of a funny scene. Uh, They get stuck, right? They can't fit it in the door. Mike opens the second door, which they didn't even think of. And uh, he's like, boy, are we dub dums. And, um, and, and, you know, the house that Brady house is so iconic and so cool and so modern. It holds up today. I I think the architecture alone is just fun to see. Oh yeah. 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 And I like that scene because you can clearly see they can get the tree through the door. Like right. if you watch it, like it's going to go through the door, but they're pretending that it can't go through. And even when he opens the other door and they kind of walk through, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that <laughs> it's not like this. It's a big tree. I give him that, but it's not like a, it's not, it's not that big that it can't fit through that single door. But right. uh, yeah. This but one I drive like, home the yeah. point that Mike is an architect. Well, <laughs> like, I like guys when right. I designed it. Remember, <laughs> right? Exactly. He, he really loves the show. He he's very smart. That's the way I mm. always took it. He's like, I, they didn't give me an architecture degree for nothing. You know right, the way he yes. says it. The way he says it is just very 
marmy to his, his mm-hmm. own kids. Um, <laughs> but I, I loved it. I, I think it's a funny scene. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's one of, it's one of the, it's one of the best parts of the show. So, yeah. And it was funny that he pointed out his own degree. I mean, meanwhile, he's <laughs> the guy opened the door. He didn't do anything. And meanwhile, he's like, well, I have a degree. <laughs> like, it's not like right. he didn't redesign it. You opened the door. It's not that you're smart. It's the other three weren't too bright. So, but anyway, I, I mean, you know, you don't go around pointing out all your degrees. Although we see behind Seth all his Oxford degrees, of course, behind him. But th- that's Seth, you know, Joe, we, we, that comes to the territory. So, and um, we don't even know if you got in on your own merit, Seth, or you just donate a lot of money to Oxford. But that's another expose I'm coming after the, the latter. <laughs> not going to confirm or deny, but. All right. I did notice there was the Cousin Seth wing right near the, the Isaac Newton Observatory over, <laughs> over in Cambridge. But anyway, so they're struggling to get through the door. Now, this is funny. Um, Carol Brady can't talk, but she's directing them where to put the tree. And everybody... Who has, you know, I, I feel like not everybody, but at least as a husband for me, that's what would happen in my my house. Like my wife would decide ultimately where the tree went. Even if I thought it was a good spot, she'd be like, no, put it over there. And I'd go, okay, that's fine with me. Um, <laughs> so she was like, Carol Brady couldn't talk. So she was just kind of motioning, put it over there. No, move it over here. Then they move it back. And she's like, no, back over here. And it was just funny. And I liked the dynamic and how she decided ultimately where, where it went. And... So they put it back. Yeah, put it back in the same place. It just goes back to the you know, mom's always right, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially in the 60s sitcoms, for sure. And um, I could totally relate because if I put the tree out and uh, my wife was like, nope, move it there, we would do it. Which, speaking of, gentlemen, got my first little tree of the season. Oh, uh, nice. Yes, oh, nice. Isn't it beautiful? This is a countertop frocked tea, uh, tree. I got at the Target $5 section, but this was only $3. So get them while they last. Yeah. So, and I brought it home. And again, my wife was like, what did you bring home? I'm like, it's for my desk for the podcast. So this is my own little area I get, which is cool. So I'm going to get more of those little trees. Don't say anything. (laughs) A whole little forest in there. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just trying to come up with three more dollars to get a second. I'm working on it. So <laughs> the uh, so basically, okay, now the next scene, the kids are bringing down the gifts. And they're like, be careful, that's fragile. And Cindy's like, what's fragile mean? How is-? And uh, a cute little list. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, one breaks right at the time when uh, they, they learn. That's how they learn what fragile is. But look like some very cool ornaments they had there. Bunch of boxes. Old 1960s ornaments, you know, uh, those are all things that uh, I would love to just get a couple of those, you know. But yes. uh, yeah, no, it's really funny. It's, it it goes to the point and uh, something I was going to bring up later, but, you know, they always treated Cindy like she was a dumb dumb, like she was really <laughs> not very bright. Now, she's six right. years old. So, right, right. you know, she's going to say stupid things, you know, mm. um, but they really did try to in a lot of the episodes make her. Um, younger than she probably was, especially as the series went through. Like by the time hmm. of the fifth season, they were still doing it. And, and she's and, 11 at this point or yeah, whatever. Yeah, at this point, right. yeah. The cute act is and, not and, cutting it anymore. It, it right, was, right. And that, which is why we get Cousin Oliver at the end. Yes, the little John Denver yeah. lookalike. But um, <laughs> in this one, I thought she was really cute. And, uh, and, you know, I don't know if a six-year-old really does know what the word, you know, what fragile means. Um, right. Probably not. But... Um, 
she's really, it's really good in this one. And I, and I, I, I think it, it works toward her cuteness and young age work really well in this episode. It does. Right. Cause it gives them a reason for a lot of it. Yeah. For mm-hmm. a lot of it to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for Santa. Well, I also like just seeing all the old ornaments because, you know, back then they didn't really care what they were made of. I'm like, you know, like one broke and it's made of glass and asbestos. And there's just now like toxic <laughs> dust all over the place. Like, okay, kids, clean it up. Right. Yeah, not great. So I just thought that was uh, interesting to see what they're made of. At the end, by the way, when the tree is fully done, man, that thing is covered in tinsel. Did you guys catch that? It's very 60s mod. I was feeling mm-hmm. that. I liked it. I liked their oh, wallpaper. I the I whole, all of it. The whole, everything about everything about their pres- everything about the Christmas decor that they have in that living room is perfect. Yeah, yes. I love the handrail coming down the stairs, lined with all the holiday cards. I just thought it was a very cool detail and just yeah. very neat. Yeah, the mid-century so, modern stuff works. It works today. It doesn't actually look. It looks of a period, but it doesn't look dated. It still looks cool. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed that and I appreciated that. That was a, one of the things my wife and I, as we were watching, kept being like, oh, look at that outfit. Look at that wallpaper. Look at whatever. So very cool. We were interested. This was, the, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go you, on. I was see, this was kind of mind blow. The ages? Oh, go, go. Uh, the ages of Mike and Brady and Alice. And do you guys know where you want to guess what their ages were around about at this episode? Because it's hard to tell because the hairstyles and things are different. Not so much for Mike, but for- So you're talking about the actors, correct? Yes. So like Alice at the time, again, when I was a kid, I could have sworn Alice was like 60 or 70. You just don't know when you're a kid, you know? Yeah. What do you you think her age was? Seth, Joe probably knows. So Seth, what do you think Alice's age was? I want to say she's probably like in her mid forties, maybe. They probably, oh really? And they they did? They did her up. She looked a little older. I think they probably maybe did her up a little bit or something. Maybe it was the hairstyle of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I think she was 46 or something like that. Right, Joe? You probably know. She was in her mid forties. I don't know the, I don't really know all their exact ages. I mean, I can kind of guess, but I'm, she was in her mid forties when the show started and about fifties when, when it ended. So. Yes. And then, um, Alan or the mom, Carol was, I think about 35 and the dad was like 39. Yep. So yeah. no yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I just couldn't tell. You know, I didn't know. And and I again now looking back, you can guess a little more. But being a kid, man, I thought Alice was ancient. Really it's, like you know what? It's one of those things when you look back at people, some of them, some people just look like they're so much older, and it's usually just the hairstyle, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. But she had also been on TV for years. Ann B. Davis, who was uh, who played Alice. Uh, she was on shows all before that and was actually pretty well known. She's probably the most well known uh, actor on this show. Really? Um, yeah. I, I I can't remember the show it was she was on, but I think she played a character called Schultze, uh, and I can't remember the show that it was. But she was really well known for that. And then by the Ooh. time the Brady Bunch became uh, real popular, uh, she sort of became Alice. Like that was how she became. You know that that became. Uh, what she became well known for. Right, right. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Wow. Okay. I'm going to uh, do some Googling and uh, try to get some more info <laughs> while we're on this show too, yeah. <laughs> because uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Her whole thing, but right. Alice, nothing surpassed that. She was Alice the rest of her life. Like, yep. Bella and, they all, was and they all were, you know, if you think, I mean, all, they all live that life. They're all Brady. Once you, once they right, became, right. once you became a Brady and it really hit after the show ended is when the show became, 
in syndication and that's when the show really picked up people started watching it started learning it i mean well we were kids yeah well yeah 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 i the show ended before i was born so um you know and whenever it hit syndication that's how we started to learn it i'd be sick you know at home Mm -hmm. on on a school day and then you just turn on tv and you just watch these shows and that's how i discovered it right that's Mm -hmm. it when i would come home from school that's what we would watch too be like Mm -hmm. G.I. Joe Beyond, Brady Bunch, you know, you didn't have that many options. You just watched whatever, and it was all better than doing homework. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we watched any of it. But that's interesting. Did you know uh, Ann B. Davis was actually buried in her maid's uniform? Was she? <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> you were Googling something. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon, guys? Because <laughs> wasn't Bella Lugosi buried in like the vampire uh, Dracula cape That's or something? That's what I heard. Yeah, I read that. But I I'm, I was pretty sure that wasn't true about the maid at uniform. So. Right, right. <laughs> Great story. I just, uh, oh, yeah, right. We're going to start this. Uh, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to break in and uh, check ourselves and see. So anyway, moving right along. I... I did not mean to besmirch uh, Ann B. Davis, but a good joke on this show has to take center stage. So both of your faces, we might need to put this on YouTube. That was great. Dead silence. It was great. Um, But back to where we were. So, um, okay. The kids are bringing down gifts. They're fragile. Oh, Alice. Now, Joe, you referenced this earlier. Alice makes a cure for laryngitis from her grandma's secret recipe. This yes. is a funny scene. I thought this was good. You want to take it away, Joe, a little bit about what's going on? Or sure. So she's making a concoction, uh, this remedy to cure laryngitis from her grandma. It's, uh, it's made with vinegar, oil, uh, oil of camphor, tar, pepper, and mustard powder. And so she's stirring it up and Greg comes down and says, Hey, is it, aren't we going to go shopping? And he goes, and she goes right after lunch and he, Greg takes a nice big, you know, uh, breathing, breathes in the, the, uh, her concoction and goes, I'm on a diet and uh-uh. walks away. <laughs> yeah, see, that was funny, right? Yeah. And so, uh, that's when Mike tells her, uh, that he's going to be returning the tape recorder that he bought her for Christmas, because that's what he was going to use to record her singing for church. And so that they're going to go back to the store to do that. And then they lead into the whole, well, I'm going to try this concoction um, on Mrs. Brady and see if it works where she soaks the, the, a towel (laughs) in that concoction (laughs) and then puts it around her neck. And um, you know, that's where uh, she starts to, it smells so bad that Mike uh, goes in to kiss her as they're about to leave. And she goes like, no, no, no. And he grabs her and they, 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 they do a big, huge, uh, big kiss there. Um, so that he can smell the, uh, the awful smell that she has. Now, now, that was actually funny that she made him come back and kiss him. But also this is a funny thought while I was watching it, I was going to pause and write down the ingredients. And in my head, I go, I guarantee Joe knows what those ingredients are. I was going to say, <laughs> I thought this and you just lifted that listed them off. So yeah. I, I, took, uh, I, took, I took notes too. So. <laughs> what was it again? It was, um, was it camphor, like a menthol? Yeah. I'm it was try vinegar, this. oil, camphor, right. tar, pepper, <laughs> and mustard powder. How does one procure tar? <laughs> Just regular road tar? Well, she says tar and pepper are real close together. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's a thing called tar pepper. Probably not. Right. So I think it might be tar and then pepper as like two things. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's see if this is an actual, uh, how well this smells. Yeah, right? Seth, can you ask your Hollywood chef? Hollywood referred to nose candy. 
Ah, some tar exactly. pepper. Huh? <laughs> tar pepper. Seth, you should ask your chef de cuisine to whip it up and bring uh -huh. it out. If he can get it done while we're watching, while we're doing the show and put it around and let us know what happens. So <laughs> that would be cool. It would uh, be interesting. Yeah, your chef de cuisine can whip up anything, Seth. So yeah, that is, I wonder, I thought like, did they make it funny or was that like a thing? Like there's fire cider, you know, that's like a, a New England thing for when you have colds. I was wondering if there's like an actual recipe. I'm Googling tar pepper right now. I'm just curious <laughs> to see uh, if that comes up. Tar pepper. I don't think you don't so. want I think Google it's, tar pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Something, I, don't know. <laughs> I think that I think there was two separate items, but the way she says is it's hard to it's hard to clarify. So Oh, this says on Amazon a spiced tar pepper grinder. So it must be a type of pepper, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Wow, interesting. Well, <laughs> I don't know, but okay, that's cool. So and they said it together. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. I don't know. We'll never know. I think we will never know, nor will we ever care to know. So, <laughs> so basically, okay, so they try that and it doesn't work. The recipe doesn't work. Um, so, oh, and you know, she, there's also a moment where, right, she puts it on because Alice is like, what, you don't trust me? Now, a lot of this, by the way, I thought was interesting because they are new. They all just met each other. The girls are calling Mike dad. The, the, the boys are calling uh, Carol mom. So they, I guess mm -hmm. the parents had an edict, like these are your parents, call them that now. Mm -hmm. But Alice was with Mike before he got into the family, was my understanding. Mm -hmm. So they're all kind of new in this dynamic together. This is only episode 12. So it's interesting seeing them early on in this because I remember they, them later yeah, once they're comfortable. They're, the first episode is the mar is the wedding when they get together. Okay. And they all sort of, that. yeah. And, and then... Um, Right away, they they're moved into the house, um, which was Mike's house that he built, uh, and then um, yeah, they 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 pretty much become like this family where they call each other mom and dad. Um, there's a couple episodes where they deal with uh, you know being stepkids, but that's never they never say stepkids or huh. step brothers or stepsisters ever in the entire series run. It's always brother sister. Um, and by the time the season five comes along, you would just think that these were all just family members and that, you know, right. other than the intro song, um, that was the only clue as to, you know, that they were blended family because they made it so much of like a regular family, which I'm sure happens, you know, um, right. you know, and, uh, but yeah, by C by episode 12, they're they're they all know each other and love each other and. Uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, none of that. There, there is no sort of conflict uh, uh, anymore. Right. Cause he kept saying, go help your mother boys. And I wanted, mm -hmm. I wanted you know, if it was a modern sitcom to be like, that's not my mother. <laughs> like they <laughs> right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. There was a play yeah, where, uh, Mike is talking to, um, to Cindy out back or something like that. And, uh, he's kind of being a little harsh. <laughs> it seems like it will tell them. It's just like, wow. You know, it's uh, how long have they known each other? How long, you right. know, he, and uh, I think she makes something comment or something like that, but, um, oh, oh, cause she's like, she's like, are you scolding me? Yeah. And it's right. just like, wow, <laughs> they're not even known each other that long. And he's already has a reputation of scolding her. And so you ain't my daddy. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> says, um, he goes, I don't know what to say. And she goes, are you going to scold me? Cause you always know what to say then or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Mike losing his temper off camera. We had no idea. Because <laughs> right. on camera, he's always mild-mannered, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Does he ever yell at them, Joe, in any of the episodes? Like where you'd be like, wow, he's actually yelling. Not really. 
No. Right. I mean, he I gives them so. the whole the whole play. And even when you mentioned the movie um, was that they kind of sarcastically always did the, um, uh, you know, the mics would give his his little speech, you know, to resolve how to resolve the conflict. And that's right. usually what he would do. And they it, uh, it, it happens in the show quite often. Um, not as <laughs> they, they, they played it up a lot more for the movie, but, um, right. uh, no, he really just kind of, you know, he never yells if he does get mad, you'll, you know, there, there's a few sequences probably where he's gotten mad at the kids, um, right. but he's, and he, he will talk down to them and stuff, but he won't, he won't raise his voice and, he, but he'll, he'll show his disappointment with them. Right, right. But right. He's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was interesting that they even reference him scolding because yeah. he doesn't. He teaches. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. you know, he guides them. He doesn't yes. scold them. So fascinating. So now we go shopping, right? They're going downtown <laughs> to shop. Now I'm excited for this scene because I'm like, I want to see what a late 60s downtown shop. So I'm picturing like a Hallmark thing, um, you know, to see what it all looked like decorated. I was a little disappointed. They went up an elevator and it was like one hallway um, where there's Santa and all the kids waiting, a little reminiscent of the Christmas story where they're in line waiting for the Santa. The boy talks to Cindy, but not super decorated. Not I wanted to get like a real live in the time late '60s decoration. I'm sure you guys were looking for something similar. What do you mm-hmm. think there? Well, this is a scene that's not obviously shot in the department store. It was probably right. a, it was a set, um, so <laughs> they have a they have a budget, so they had to keep right. it keep it trim but i like the fact that it had an elevator and people were all shopping with bags and stuff and because you don't see that often very often anymore, right. unless you go to you know bigger department stores and cities and stuff um, elevator and, attendant but, too did you catch yes. that oh yeah yeah <laughs> well alice you can't push buttons you have to let him use the 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 crank i guess to go up and down <laughs> they were actually they were they would go by the name of vertical vehicle operators for real my wife's grandfather did that for a short time in new york city and he wow. would operate the uh, elevator so that was a legit job and you would get to mm-hmm. know people i guess help them like after the door man so seth your elevator That's... do you press your own buttons do you have an attendant what do you do I do have an attendant, so okay. I, I guess, yeah, I'm being completely truthful. I do have an attendant. You do? Oh, um, yeah, I didn't think you were pressing buttons. Do you still have the orchestra in there? <laughs> in the elevator, full orchestra? Well, the way uh, Mike designed my home, <laughs> it's it, you can hear it and you get perfect sound everywhere. And then there's the amphitheater oh. in the backyard that sometimes I'll wow. play. But, but. <laughs> you have a Mike Brady design home, Seth? This is like major breaking news. I had no <laughs> idea. Wow. I tell you, Joe, this guy's something else. Holy cow. <laughs> anyway. So- so, so they're at the department store, not super decorated, clearly on like the Paramount yeah. lot or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and their budget, because they're about to get canceled, as Joe said. So they're like, we're not putting more than 20 bucks into this scene, guys. And um, <laughs> it looked like it. We have one garland that they took from the off the tree, around, you know, used it for the scene. Um, now, Santa goes up to uh, Cindy, goes up to Santa, um, the boy before Cindy. I don't know if you guys got the note or the list of what he was asking for. All real toys, no digital gift cards. He's like, I want a rifle. I want a, a, a you know, it was interesting. I wanted to write that down. I should have. Joe, did you My, catch that? Oh, yeah. Well, he, I, have, <laughs> I have what he says here. So he has his long, he's awesome. got a long Christmas gift. Well, actually, right before that, Cindy goes up to him and, and says something like, uh, 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 like, uh, 
uh, something like season's greetings or something like that. He, she, she says something to him or like he's, she's excited for Santa and he looks at her and he goes, I hate girls. Like, that's, my, <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts. But uh, yeah. when he's uh, sitting on Santa's lap, he, 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 he asks for a basketball, a BB gun, a four speed bike with handbrakes, a dart game, a baseball mitt, lefty, and he holds out his hand, which I think is is beautiful and, <laughs> yeah. and a bow and arrow set. And then Santa cuts him off and says, you know, uh, just leave the list and I'll, I'll read it later. And, <laughs> right. uh, like, and so I, I love that part, but yeah, so that's when Cindy comes up to uh, Santa and he goes, yes. uh, and you all and, caught this. I'm sure what Santa's first words to, to Cindy, super creepy. Oh, what is it? What is it? The I first thing he is. does, he goes, well, uh, something like, uh, wait, my, you're a pretty little girl. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was super creepy. I'm like, you know, I don't know. It just came off as creepy by today's standards. I know <laughs> it was just weird. Like, just yeah. say hello, Santa. <laughs> yeah. So he comes up, she sits on his lap and she goes um, and he tells her that, you know, she, he, he, she tells him, uh, you know, my mom has laryngitis real bad, which was kind of yeah. cute. <laughs> Uh, and she can't, and he wants to know, and she, she wants, he's unable to tell Santa that, uh, she wants Cindy, Cindy wants her mom to have her voice back for Christmas and overwhelmed Santa, uh, basically says whatever you want, little girl, you know, yes, of course your mom will sing on Christmas. I reassure you. And that's, yeah. and I gave you some audio clips, Chad. So if you want to play the one for this scene, yes. Yes. Do you know what number? This one um, is. It's probably two. All right, here we go. Yes. He promised mommy can sing on Christmas morning. Oh, honey, how could he do that? He's not a doctor. He's better than a doctor. He's Santa Claus. You know the writers, and they had Fake that line. Just like, <laughs> it's, Come it's, on, it's, Santa's more revered than doctors, right? It's, it, that's one of my favorite lines of the whole thing. I mean, it is yeah. the big line for the whole for the whole episode, along with the music, the way that Susan Olsen, who played Cindy, said it. It was just perfect. It was everything yes. about that was perfect because it was just like, of course, because he's Santa Claus. He's better than everybody. <laughs> And right. that's how a kid would feel. And so I, I really, really do love that part. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it stands out as, as a line that I, I wanted to make sure you guys heard. Um, yeah. I'm sure you caught it when you watched it, but it is definitely a, uh, probably the high point of the episode. I pictured the writers high-fiving each other after yeah. they came up with that one. They're like, we nailed it guys. We do have the, did we miss the first clip? I'm going to play just to see if we missed something. It's short. Talk. Oh, yeah. You lost your voice? Oh, my. That's just the clip where they're talking about the Larry Jitis, as yes. Cindy calls it. But uh, we <laughs> went through the work of getting these clips loaded. We need to play them. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, so that's okay. So that's cool. So, right. That was her big line. That set the tone mm -hmm. because now Santa promises Cindy, yes, your mom will get her voice back. The dad's like, oh, my, dude, are you kidding me? You. <laughs> I agree. Stupid, yeah. He so He's going to go in and browbeat this mall Santa. <laughs> yes. well, he does. He goes in the back and of uh, in, in the episode. He goes where Santa Claus changes. Yes. Uh, and, and, and he says, how could you tell that kid? Now tell my kid that 
her mom's going to get her voice back. He, you know, you're not a doctor. You shouldn't be promising these kind of things. And he goes, she's just so adorable. You, I want to give her the, uh, give her the world. And, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, who can blame Santa? Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, the way, you know, right. she's, He's She's like, and buddy, self- you want to check out that lump on your neck. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, look at the kid that had before that. You know, he wants everything. And Cindy just doesn't want anything except her mom to feel better for Christmas Day. Very selfless. That's great. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't blame him. But, you know, I also understand Mike's annoyance. <laughs> and how, <laughs> he, you get, how, yeah. Yeah, how he got in the back, I don't know. I'd love to have right. seen that part of the story. <laughs> and who's watching yeah, so- Cindy? Who's watching Cindy when he goes to browbeat Santa alone in this big department store? <laughs> but also, let me ask you, um, like the kids watching at home, they just have Santa changing. So, of course, if kids are listening now, Santa is real. We all know that. So they're just letting people know it's department store Santa's that work for Santa. Is that what well, it was? Santa's got to change. Kids should be listening his... to this, by the way. <laughs> I mean, Santa has to change his outfit somewhere. Do you want him to change in the middle right. of, of, of of the of the department store right there and Fair. change his clothes? I think he Fair. needs some privacy just as much as anybody else. Now, what would have been really funny if, as he's changing, he takes off his Santa suit and under it is another Santa suit? <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked, but. Yeah. Anyway, so, right, so Mike Brown, I thought Mike was like going to hit the guy, like pull it over his head like a hockey fight and just go <laughs> at him because he was ruined this little girl's like belief in the magic of Christmas way too early. That was not cool, but he meant well to Santa. So, but is, Mike is Mike, <laughs> yeah. right. is, he, is Mike completely incapable of going and talking to Cindy and be like, listen, you know, here's the situation. Well, it's, he does. He we already kind of referenced that scene. So when yeah. they come home, she tells Carol right away, she goes, oh, you know, Santa's going to give you your voice back for Christmas because that's what he said. And that's when Mike puts a little sweater on her and takes her outside <laughs> and, and, sa- and she's worried that he's going to scold her. And he uh. basically kind of gives her the, you know, maybe Santa's not a miracle worker, but, you know, she doesn't believe it, which she has right. full trust in Santa, which, again, makes what is one of the reasons why I really like this episode is that, you know, they don't play the whole like, uh, you know, Santa's not real or whatever, you know, that whole angle. Right. It's like, no, Santa Claus is going to make it happen because miracles happen on Christmas. They gave a nice explanation. I thought he'd be like, listen. Santa's a rummy, okay? He's been <laughs> drunk since Thanksgiving. He, and uh, don't listen to a word he says, but um, it's fun. Just completely the way discredited he did, him. <laughs> he did it much better than, than I would have, or Seth, probably you would have as well. So Yeah, I would not I, have handled it so well. <laughs> that makes sense. But it was a nice way. And it was cool because he really did show good ways to to handle these situations and 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 make it all work and make it all better. Do we have another clip of any of this? Or no, nope. I'm not, I don't know. Nope. Okay. Nope. Cool. Okay. So now, uh, where are we? Okay. How can you, okay. Mike is mad at Santa. Cindy's waiting. Oh, Cindy tells the mom. That's how they got to that. Mm-hmm. Wait until you see what Santa's bringing you. He's <laughs> bringing your voice back. So that's a, that's a good, as good of an impression as my Jimmy Stewart, right? Seth? <laughs> yeah, they're both pretty spot on. They're both spot on. Yeah. So the, uh, oh, there, oh, this is a cute scene coming up next is, um, they're all wrapping gifts and they're all looking pl- for places to hide the gifts, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so I thought this is interesting. Yeah. So the, the girls are hiding, looking for, uh, they, they've got presents for the boys and the boys have presents for the girls. 
And the, the this is another scene that has one of the best lines in the episode. And I gave you an audio clip for this one. This is number three. Oh, nice. So if you want to okay. play this one. Here it goes. All right, now. Just make sure the girls don't catch you hiding these. If they catch me, should I eat the present? Eat <laughs> it? He's been watching too many of spy programs. <laughs> Legit, the best line in the show. I actually <laughs> I laughed at that one. It's yeah. funny. It, 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 the way that uh, uh, that he that Bobby says that line is is so so great, um, and uh, <laughs> he just says it so sincere, <laughs> and and it's just funny. And 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 Christopher Knight, who plays Peter, gives such a great reaction. It's just like, what are you talking about, kid? <laughs> You can't eat a present, and and I don't know. I I really love I really love that that I, that was one of the lines that I always uh, remember. So that, yeah, that was legit funny, and I think it would have been funny in a sitcom today as well. It was just kind of mm-hmm. it, that worked. The delivery was great. You're right. The reaction was good. So I thought that was uh that was funny. So um and it would make sense at the time. There's all so many cool spy things going on in the late '60s in real life and in pop culture. So it makes sense that the kid would be enamored with that too. So they don't know where to um, hide them. Now, Alice is upstairs looking. She goes to look for a place to hide them. She looks in one closet. There's people already hiding gifts in there. The other closet, people are hiding gifts in there. She goes to look under the bed to hide a gift. And there's Bobby already there hiding a gift. Cute little exchange between the two of them. Like, she don't say anything. I won't say anything. Bobby starts trying to eat the present. Um, he, did, <laughs> he, he got caught. Struck. Were they in the parents' room? Is that where they? Mm -hmm. Yes. So they both went into the parents' room to hide the gifts. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Interesting. One bed, Seth. One bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So right, Bobby's under the bed. They're all under the bed. So they're all looking to hide the stuff, which is cool. Now this is cool. The next scene, it's Christmas Eve night. Christmas Eve. That's redundant. Um, And. (laughs) It's dark. They're in bed and they're listening to the radio broadcast where they're giving updates on where Santa is. And this was giving me the Christmassy feels because I was like, that's so cool. I'd like to hear like a legit 1969 radio Christmassy broadcast, hear Mm -hmm. what they're playing, hear what they're saying, hear what the commercials are. That would be a lot of fun to go back and Joe, you probably did that. You probably researched that exact episode or something. <laughs> well, I did an episode. I did a video on this episode uh, uh, about a year ago, and but I now actually he tells found... us, Seth, we could have gotten. All this. <laughs> and um, what I found out was that the NORAD has basically been tra- doing this for tracking Santa from the North Pole since 1955. So this is oh, wow. This is almost 14 years later. Um, so they had been doing this all of the time. And so radio stations would do that, give updates on where Santa was. Um, obviously, they didn't have, you know, tele- they didn't really do it on television and stuff. But, you know, radio stations would play like these, like, you know, Santa is now over Canada or wherever, you know. You serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I found some truth to that. So that's, you know, and then it goes, it says, oh, now back into Christmas music. And Greg turns the radio off. He doesn't want to hear right. it. <laughs> right, right. I was interested to see what song would come on. Yeah. But they obviously put it off before. That's also the budget. If you go to the NORAD Track Santa website now, it just says come back December 1. Not even yeah. please come back. Come back December 1. <laughs> So uh, they don't know. I guess he's busy. So we know where he is now. He's at the North Pole. So or Pasadena, California, with the with the Brady Bunch, <laughs> or wherever they were. Um, okay, so that was a little. That was a cool little scene. I thought, and that was 
uh, just legit of the time. Like it was probably, you know, a real broadcast around that time. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I like when they do shows and you can watch back and see them, how the times really were. Like if you watch back now, like this is off topic, but a Sopranos episode, you're like, oh, this is what life was really like in the late 90s, early 2000s. They're not trying to mm-hmm. recreate it like Mad Men, but actually what it was like. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Okay. So they come down. The kids are bummed that mom lost her voice. I thought they'd be thrilled that they didn't have to go to that Christmas concert that, you know, that was <laughs> the most fun for the kids. Um, so they're all sitting there just bummed. They're like, this is no kind of Christmas, right? Yeah. I have an audio clip there. Uh, the next one okay. should be for this scene. Here we go. I started thinking about mom losing her voice on Christmas. Yeah. Just when she's supposed to sing her solo. It's a bum deal. I thought sure she'd have her voice back by now. Me too. Keep it down, would you? We're gonna wake everybody up. Who can sleep? Some Christmas. It's no fun this year. <laughs> very, so okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they get very sad. They get very depressed. Um, they're you know, Carol not being able to sing has ruined their Christmas. So the reason I had you pull this clip is I have a story, a fun story that uh, my, my brother listens to this once in a while. He might he might laugh at it. Um, mm. We would I would watch this episode and I remember my mom clearly walking in when that scene was happening. She had probably seen this episode before. She goes, look at that. Those selfless children caring more about their mom than Christmas. I wish my children would think about that. And she walked away and I'm just like, Oh no, <laughs> I just clearly, it was, it's a, it's a memory uh-uh. that I, it's a memory that I had where my mom points out how better the Brady kids are than I was probably at their age. And, but it, it, let's be honest, that's not real life. You know, like right. I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's kids that would be very sad that their mom couldn't sing for Christmas or, or whatever or might be sick. Like if you're really, really sick, I get that. But right. she has laryngitis. Her, she's, her voice is going to come back. And yeah, right. the overarching she, concern yeah. would be the gifts aren't there. Yeah, <laughs> this morning. Right. Exactly. And that's uh, and, and, and truthfully, that's that is more real like. But this is the Brady Bunch. The Brady exactly. Bunch. Yeah, yeah, this is a little bit more feel good family. Uh, but yeah, th- that's a scene that I always remember. And my mom shaming me. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> But I also have to point out holidays. <laughs> and you mentioned gifts. I have to also point out: Have you guys? Did you guys notice the size of the bows on all of these presents? How big they were and no. how lavish they were. Yeah, go go back and watch this episode. It's a yeah. the, the 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 wrapping and the bows that they put on these presents are immaculate. Like really? I wish I want present. I want whoever uh, I assume it's Alice. Cause uh, that's how we saw in the beginning. She was doing all the, the wrapping, but look at the picture, look at the screen shots of, 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 from the show, or just go back and rewatch it. You'll be amazed how beautiful the, the wrapping and the packaging looks at this. I'll have to go back and look. Cause I think mm-hmm. she's used to that. Cause in the back, like her uniform is a bow. She ties it in a bow in the back, I believe. So she's, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's an expert it. in bows. Yeah. And oh. then she comes in and, Says, okay, cool. Yeah, if you guys don't want Christmas, I'll throw it all away. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was great reverse psychology by Alice. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and she she's going to throw away the turkey. And Peter gets all upset because he doesn't want – that's his favorite dressing, which <laughs> – is stuffing essentially i you know i don't really right, know right. How much that. and uh you know and then they realize okay yeah that what, what we we don't need to give up christmas just because mom can't sing 
Um, right. You know, it's not the end of the world. And, and I, and I like that, you know, I, I liked that Alice did that. And I liked how Mr. Brady overheard it. And, you know, he, he gives her the thumbs up, like, yeah, this yes. was, you did a good job of handling the kids because, you know, uh, I was upstairs sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it did set the tone for a lot of the show that she almost co-parents Alice and they have mm-hmm. a mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. He didn't really say anything, just gave the, she's like, oh, Mr. Brady, I didn't see you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he just gave the, the thumbs up or the okay sign. And that, that was cool, I thought. So, um, and then they're all off to bed. And uh, yeah, but that is why we watch the Brady Bunch because the reality would be like, guys, someone would have been like, guys, she lost her voice. She still has arms to hand out the presents. We're fine, you know, <laughs> who cares? But- you're but all they, together. <laughs> That's the point. Like this was their first right. Christmas together. Alice is just saying, you know, Hey guys, you know, your parents want you guys to be happy. You know, d- don't be upset that there's one bad thing has happened to your mom. You know, we're together. This is the first time this is going to happen. Um, only episode they ever featured of Christmas in the Brady bunch, but you know, uh, that, that uh, there's four other seasons where they didn't show him at all. Uh, Interesting, but, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, it's, it's just, it, it kind of, it, it tied together very nicely. I thought in, in, in the, the telling of the episode. So they didn't do another Brady Christmas episode until like the eighties, the very, 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 very Brady Christmas special. Yeah, the reunion wow. movie when they were adults, they yes. did very Brady Christmas Mm-hmm. Um, where they all came back um, and all had problems that they had to solve, um, yes. which again is something I'd love to talk to you guys about because that's my one of my favorite things to watch. Uh, Brady, Brady Christmas. <laughs> Very Brady Christmas. Um, that's a good one to add on to the yeah, list. Yeah, so for, I mean, uh, obviously December. in a future yeah. li- future idea, if, if that's what you're looking for, if you want to talk about okay. it, I'm up for it. Um, but yeah, so then we go to the final scene in mm. the bedroom, and I want you to play. Uh, I think it's probably whatever the next clip number is. It's probably the last one. All right. Let's see. I want you yes, to li- just listen, listen real carefully and tell me if you hear something. All right. Here we go. Sing, honey, sing. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Did you hear it? Music starts playing? Well, no. So set up the scene, I guess. Uh, so they're in bed and, yes. and Carol's humming in her sleep. I guess that's, that happens. Um, right. she's, <laughs> and Mike hears her and he tells her to wake up. Just play that again, just real quick. See if you hear it right before okay. she sings. Okay. Let's hear it. Sing, honey, sing. Oh, come all ye. Stop it. Yeah. Did you Wait, hear it? Just, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like right that? before she starts Mike. Get your hand off my leg. <laughs> no, Let me play. Well, I'm going to play one more time. Play one more time. See if you hear it. Sing, honey, sing. Okay, that little huh? That's what you're talking about? There's a little key note that gives her the note that she should sing to. They didn't edit uh. that out. It's in the episode. So you can actually hear them play like the whatever tone it is that she should start singing to the key that she should sing in. they play that really? and they never cut it out it's in the episode <laughs> and also why if she's alone in the bedroom with mike does do instruments kick in let's hear that know. again sing honey sing <laughs> here it comes joyful and <laughs> <triumphant>. <laughs> 
Well, Seth, that's, that's like your house, Seth. We need that clip. Sing, honey, sing. Just that <laughs> clip for the soundboard. So like yeah, the orchestra. Then, of course, obviously, they transition to the church where she's actually right. singing uh, on Christmas Day, which is great. Oh, that's where it kicks in, where she's singing. So where it goes in with the music, she's not still in the bedroom. They transition. No, they transition. Oh, okay. to, that's the, oh, they transition that to sense. the church. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I love that you can hear the little note that they have to play. They didn't edit it out. You know, yeah. obviously no one heard it, but it's if if I, being a Brady nerd that I am, I, I, I know that that's what that's there for. Um, and then we sit, go in the church. And then if you look at it, there's a woman in the very back at one point when they show the wide shot looking down that mm -hmm. looks completely bored. She has her eyes. She closes her eyes and she's like, no way. Yeah, it's 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 perfect because again, that's what happens when you go to church a lot of times, <laughs> or if you're an extra on hour ten. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but there. yeah, she looks so uninterested in in Carol singing. Um, it's another one of those funny things that I love to watch for is because you could see that she really doesn't give a crap. <laughs> and, and you know, they, they a lot of these things too. You know, Sherwood Schwartz and the gang are going. It's not like people are going to watch this again. We play it once and it's done. They can't replay this thing. There's yeah. a rewind, you know? So there's not going to be a guy 40 years in the future dissecting this like it's a, the Zapruder film until. <laughs> so, but then, but I, I love it that the, 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 it ends with Mike looking at Cindy, realizing how happy she is. And he puts his arm around her and acknowledges, okay, we had a Christmas miracle. And right. I, I kind of like that. I really do. Um, I do have to ask, though, why are we not ruling out that Alice's grandmother's secret recipe actually worked? Right. <laughs> that's a great question. That's the that's well, the question. Was it a miracle or was it just science? Oh, that's the as always the question. This is now getting into a very philosophical discussion. <laughs> exactly. Mm, so we do know that. conclusively yeah. that Santa did not do it. <laughs> I guess once we don't know that we don't that's Santa. That's the problem. We don't know. We they, don't they, know. they give the credit to Santa, but you know, truthfully, was it the the cure? And again, if you think about it, this was actually only one day. Right. Like the whole day, the, the she gets sick. They go to the doctor, they they try the recipe, he returns the tape recorder to the store, Santa says, you'll get your voice back, um, and that evening is Christmas Eve, and the next day she has it. So it's a right. one-day cure. Um, hmm. Whether or not it's a miracle or Alice's <laughs> grandmother's <laughs> cure, I don't know. But you know, somehow she got her voice back. Let's go with the miracle. I love it. Christmas miracle. You know what else is a miracle? It's a 22 minute episode and we have been talking about it for three times the length of the episode, <laughs> a hundred, an hour, six minutes. So literally that is a miracle in and of itself. And we should have invited Shorewood Schwartz on Schwartz on. I think he's still, right. I think he's still around. No, is no he, he's dead. Oh, Norman no, Lear is still around. I got him mixed yeah, up with no, Shorewood yeah. Schwartz. Yes. So well, what did you guys Norman think Lear of the, on. so what did you guys think of the episode? It was interesting. Mm -hmm. Overall, for me, the Brady Bunch was, um, and this is season one, very milk toast, as we know. Mm. Um, I liked, I was not so aware, because I guess I'm more familiar with the later episodes, how new they all were. So for mm -hmm. me, I was trying to see the dynamic between them all, how comfortable they are, were with each other, which they instantly were, but they didn't get into that that much. So 
I was watching that, um, but I really liked how they were like, look, we are making the best of it. We're creating a family here. Let's have a great holiday. And uh, that with the 60s vibes, the decor, everything, I liked it. It was cool. It was definitely a fun one to kick off the season, especially that I watched it with a fire going, my snowman socks, and uh, a warm <laughs> cup of tea. So that was all That was all fun. What about you, Seth? Well, Seth's having his own <laughs> show going on over there, Joe. Apparently so. I, um... <laughs> Sorry, Seth some music started two... playing. Uh, right. That's my is that your uh, other music podcast? show that I do. Yeah, he's exactly. It's called Random Hits from my Spotify playlist. Seth just got a text. He made another few million, Joe. So, uh, you know, he had to just check it. No biggie. Yeah, I just had to check a couple numbers. Sorry about that. It's, uh, I tapped my ear to adjust my uh, my ear po- AirPod and uh, it started playing music. So what's What song was playing? <laughs> Um, it's a Ben Folds song. It's called 2020. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't nice. know if anybody's heard of it, but <laughs> if it was um, like a Christmas song, that would have been crazy. Like, or the Brady yeah. Bunch theme or something. That's what I need to do. I need to be on the, have a Christmas playlist out there. So in those little accidental moments, I can <laughs> <laughs> stay in character. So what yeah, did you exactly. think, Seth? Um, about what? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, no, I really like this episode. Um, yeah, like you, I, I didn't, um, until I realized, you know, I was searching out the episode, found it on prime and that it was in season one. Um, and it was the 12th episode, but I didn't realize, you know, obviously how new that the family dynamic was and, and yeah. everything. So, um, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I always, and I didn't have the question so much back in the day, but now, do we ever get any insight into the uh, the other parents? <laughs> the, mm-hmm. Like yeah. the uh, Mike's w- former wife I, I and Carol's? I had the same, same question. Joe, can you tell me if I'm, my wife and I were discussing this, did they have car crashes or something? No, it's never, cur- uh, so Mike's wife, uh, Mike's uh, first wife and the mother of, of Greg, Peter and Bobby um, had passed away. They addressed that in the very first episode because Peter or Bobby's looking at a picture of his mom. Um, and he's Mike basically reassures her that he never has to forget her, even though Carol will now be new mommy. Um, they never address what happens to uh, Carol's first husband. Um, speculation was divorce and they just never brought him up and you know he never sees his kids again Um, but they never gave out the exact reason Um, in the sequel of the Brady Bunch movie he comes back (laughs) and they have it that he's been what he was lost at sea and um, (laughs) and and, well he on the SS Minnow (laughs) yes I, I, I honestly, uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, Are you serious? Turned, yeah, no, he, and, uh, but then it turns out that that wasn't actually him. That was his business partner, but he had oh. been lost at sea uh, uh, on the SS Minnow. <laughs> oh my God. But again, it was, that's that's not that's not uh, that's not continuity because it's the re, it's just the funny retellings of the show. So they never right, actually right. ever addressed it in any of the Brady Bunch episodes, uh, wow. the the Brady Brides TV series, the Brady Girls Get Married movie, the Brady Bunch very married, the never. very Brady Christmas, and then even the <laughs> the the Brady's '90s sitcom that happened. None of that uh, was ever addressed. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know there's that's how much Brady Bunch stuff is out there. 
Wow. If it was yeah. a um, Hallmark one, they'd be like, yeah, they all died in a car crash. That's moving right along. Well, you have, to, yeah, you, have, to, you have to let everyone know of a dead family member. So that's the trope. Right. You have exactly. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That was, um, I learned a lot. See, it's much better, yeah. Seth, listen, watching it like with Joe afterwards, you get all the insight. Now I want to go back and watch it actually with a, a new eye. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Joe, thank you for answering some of these uh, very, very long-standing questions that we've <laughs> these had. These very important years. questions that I've some, yeah. you know, I have so much knowledge in my head, and this is probably probably you know at least five percent of it is pretty much information. <laughs> that yeah, really, and there was a lot going on like at that mm -hmm. time in the world too, and they're just mm -hmm. you know moving right along and yeah, just like now, every time there's always some crazy things going on and. I guess the Brady Bunch at that time were a salve for people and escape as well, just to yeah. a nice, quieter, calm time. So mm -hmm. I get it. Because even the conflicts and the all that stuff, it was never anything super crazy huge. You know, right. it was all obviously they were doing a, a TV show, so they had to kind of round it out and uh, resolve it very quickly. But it was never anything super bad, you know, life threatening yeah. or anything like that. Right. It was just like, oh, yeah. shucks, where are my keys again? It was good old. Right. It was good old, uh, you know, uh, television uh, family fun, and yeah, but exactly. that's see, that's yes. what the Brady Bunch. Unfortunately, around that time is when TV shows started changing a lot, and so they were mm. probably kind of. I think a lot of people back then liked some of the ways that other, you know, where other shows were going, and the Brady Bunch was still kind of in the past. Like this is a very oh. '50s feeling kind of TV right. show you're in the seventies now, early seventies, and you're starting to get into shows that are just a lot more, I don't want to say risque, but they're just a little bit more, you know, there's a little bit more to it than edgier. Than, yeah. yeah. Edgier. Yeah. Um, you so know, right, because at this time, it, this is 1969, this came out. So we've had mm -hmm. Woodstock already. We've had the, the draft for the Vietnam war, the moon landing, like a lot of mo people were thinking forward. So you're mm -hmm. right. This is looking backwards. Like, a my three sons style or yeah. leave it to beaver mm -hmm. style show. Oh, interesting. And everything. And it's I think much that's more progressive than those shows. I think, you know, as yeah, far as oh, yeah. obviously made a little it, different. It falls in the balance between the older 1950 shows and not quite as edgier as, is some of the stuff in the seventies and stuff that eventually became. Right. But there was nightly news showing really footage of Vietnam, I understand, around this time, yet they wouldn't show a toilet. It's really interesting yeah. what they would limit, right? And then mm -hmm. they would be like, and now in Saigon or wherever it was, some you know other things going on. So it, really mm -hmm. interesting. When you put it together with the history and the times, it's a fascinating yeah, there's thing There's actually, there's a book that... Um, a lot of this we can't read from. joe neither of us can read. <laughs> so, that's why we're doing this <laughs> barry williams who plays greg brady wrote a book in the 90s and this is where a mm. lot of this stuff come, that i this is the information where i got a lot of this stuff came from okay um he goes through and he does his autobiography and he talks a lot about what the behind the scenes of the show he goes through a lot of the episodes and talks a little bit about his you know things he remembered um it's a really good book it's called growing up brady um, hmm. and this is, if you're a Brady Bunch fan, you most likely have read it. Um, it's, you know, 30, almost 40 years old at this point, but, um, it's a really good book. And, and, uh, uh, I love Brady Bunch. I love learning about the Brady Bunch and, and, you know, uh, watching it still to this day. And like I said, I watch uh, this episode and I watch a very Brady Christmas every December, um, before Christmas, I make sure that this is in my playlist of things to watch. And uh, there were two of my favorite things. 
maybe you can dispel this rumor that I just made up, um, or <laughs> just about to put out there. Wasn't um, Michael Knight? I think it was Bobby. Was he or, Peter um, Knight? No, or Peter? I don't, I don't or, know. No, which yeah. one? Christopher, Christopher Christopher Knight. Yes. Was there an? I don't know. On set, and that's a uh, tryst, or maybe it was after the show with uh, Alice and one of the boy year, years later. Or something. Okay, all right. No, so I am uh, putting that out there. Unsubstantiated. Barry Williams writes in his book about how he was really attracted to Florence Henderson, who played his mom. Now she's hmm. in her thirties, and she was this really good-looking woman back then. Yeah, um, absolutely. And he asked her out on a date. And she went on a date with him just for fun. Like there was not going to mm -hmm. be any kind of like, you know, uh, nothing was going to happen. <laughs> um, but all of the corresponding Brady kids got together at some point with each other. You know, right. no, I don't think I don't think anything major happened, you know, probably right. just kissing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they all, you know, Greg Barry Williams loved uh marcia uh you know and and christopher knight loved eve plum who played jan although wow. yeah they, they talk about it in the books and stuff um it's very it's it's it, it's probably very very uh just nothing <laughs> nothing major right. happened but yeah, yeah but still yeah. interesting interesting yeah. like yeah. yeah right like when you hear about the saved by the bell cast and stuff yeah. it's interesting because mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. real people off camera we don't want to think of them that way or see it that way too so yeah wow that's an interesting one. All right. Now my mind is a little bit blown with some of these uh, revelations. <laughs> well, this has been our longest episode yet for good reason, because I could keep going, actually. I'm, I'm still interested in what in more. So um, but I do think we should we should cut it now. Um, and I think we should rejoin with uh, the did you do an episode on the very Brady Christmas movie, Joe? I have not done a YouTube channel video on that yet, but um, right, okay. I can give you more information about, I have so much more information about the Brady Bunch. I could probably answer a ton of things and out of, like yeah, I said, I know Christmas, but I'm also very Brady uh, knowledgeable. Yeah. So, wow. All right. I, I think Seth, we're going to have to schedule this for uh, November, yeah. or December. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Do another uh, deep dive into the Brady world. <laughs> it was interesting because it's the whole collective times that we went into. I was actually I was fascinated. I'll I'll go and listen back to the entire episode, hear what we said, and yeah. hope we said some things that were okay. <laughs> but Joe, thank you so much again for yes, joining thank us. You. This this would have been a uh, not such a great episode without you, Seth. And I would have been like, we watched it and we ended it, and then that's it. Where was the bathroom? So <laughs> half the time, but it would just been Chad and I doing our Cindy impressions. Seth, <laughs> right, exactly. you go. No, you go, cousin. Seriously, Seth. seriously, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> You're my favorite cousin, Seth. <laughs> but everybody who's still listening, first of all, thank you. You have the patience of a saint. Check out Joe on YouTube, Christmas aficionado on YouTube. His stuff is awesome. He does everything from travel vlogs like the Inn at Christmas Place, which I liked. I wanted it longer. But uh, it was a, a great one. He does um, the tropes. He does one-minute reviews. He does longer reviews. He does entire year. So definitely check him out. He's great. We're, we're happy to have him on and call him an honorary cousin. Cousin Seth, as you know, wealthy and single, ladies. Uh, <laughs> ChristmasCousinsPod at gmail.com and at ChristmasCousinsPod uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and that's it. I'm Cousin Chad. I have nothing going on except this show. Yes, so <laughs> I did not mean to hit that clip. But thank you all very much. 
Uh, Joe, thank you again very much. And we will be back with more episodes soon. Thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.